Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Welcome to episode 492 of the Paranoid Rock Show. My name's Armitage, and this is the Von Herzen Brothers and Freedom Fighter, taken from their 2008 album, Love Remains.
caught the Von Herzen brothers a couple of Fridays ago up at the Brooklyn Bowl. Unfortunately, they didn't play Freedom Fighter. Although, talking to Mikko after the gig, he said it, they played it the day before in Norwich. I did tell him that was a fat load of good to me as I live in South East London. Anyway, the Brooklyn Bowl is located in the O2 Arena Complex in Greenwich, so free parking for me, as I only work down the road. It's a venue I've wandered past while waiting for my daughter to exit the arena after seeing One Direction, but never been inside. I almost did in October 2014 to see New York Doll, Sylvain, Sylvain. But I, along with it seems loads of other people who should have gone, didn't. Uh, I think Tom from the Phobics and his better half were the only local representatives. It's a restaurant, a venue and a bowling alley. The restaurant is uh, segregated from everything else, but you could certainly hear the bands whilst dining. And if you stood up, probably could have seen them. But to the right of the stage is the bowling alley, where obviously people bowl. But whilst the bands are playing, fortunately, by the time the Von Herzen brothers came on, only one lane was in use. I did wonder if it would have been cheaper for me to book the bowling than a ticket for the gig as afterwards several of the lanes had finished the people stuck around to watch the band uh, I know they weren't fans as they asked a couple of times where they came from it was a great gig and if truth be told the leather sofas by the bowling lanes looked ultra comfy so much so I did consider having a quick lie down whilst waiting for the proceedings to get underway like the pipeline I think the Brooklyn Bowl is in the wrong location if it was in the West End or Camden, it would be rammed seven days a week. Mind you, having said that, at least the pipeline and the Brooklyn Bowl aren't going to be flattened by Crossrail. Right, on to new music. And I did say on last week's show that I was going to play more tracks from the Generator's latest album, Ernie Strikes. And true to my word, here's Hanoi 68. <laughs> myself that I didn't see them live which is now in the same league as missing the Chelsea smiles (laughs) 
That was obviously the Chelsea Smiles and a demo version of I'm Gone. Right, on to new music. Uh, actually, it isn't. I'll explain. Alex from Bathroom Wall, co.uk, those purveyors of gloriously unofficial t-shirts and proud sponsors of Hey Hello Stagewear. I wonder if Hollis has had to return hers. Anyway, Alex put this up on Facebook a week ago. I've got a new favourite band. It's like Foxy Shazam, relocated to Derby, went back to school, got put in detention for smoking and forgot how to play their instruments. The struts are awesome for all the same shambolic reasons the New York Dolls were. Obviously, my curiosity was piqued, but in the back of my mind, the name rang a bell. I like to think that I'm aware of most bands that fit into my realms of enjoyment, even though I might not be able to name members or even their records. Turns out that they had an album out in 2014, which I own, but only played it the day I got it. The album is called Everybody Wants and has just been re-released with new artwork, re-recordings, remasterings and a new track listing. The original album uh, didn't really do it for me, left me indifferent, installing no emotion in me one way or another. I like music to make me feel something, even if it's disappointment. In 2014, the press at the time, if I remember correctly, mentioned the struts in the same breath as Queen and the Darkness, two bands that don't do it for me either. Mind you, having said that, when Don't Stop Me Now comes on the radio, I do have the urge to sing at the top of my out-of-tune voice, and I have seen The Darkness twice. Once down in Brighton when they were supporting the Wild Hearts, and at Hammersmith Odeon when Ginger, in one of his guises, was opening for them. At the 2016 version of Everybody Wants To, I'm afraid doesn't have changed my opinion of the struts. Good luck to them on all that. I really hope that they do achieve their dreams but unfortunately i'm not going to be party to it even so i'm going to play you the old switcheroo which is uh, on the new version of the album so you can you know make up your own mind Every time we hang out, we all fly. 
after the struts it was pink cigar with generation x who are very much more up my street another version from the we're gonna get you out of here lp but i ripped the audio from the official video as it seems to have you know extra bollocks funnily and coincidentally enough the latest classic rock magazine has a double page feature on the struts along with a review of the album ironically which isn't lost on the reviewer in the reissue section there's also a very good piece on artist barney bubbles who did the uh, album covers for the likes of hawkwind uh, and the damn second album music for pleasure so it's a bit of a shame classic rock used the cover of damn damn damned in the article way to go lads Not the best sound effect of a slow hand clap, I have to admit, but you get a gist. One of Classic Rock's redeeming items was a review by Sleaze Grinder of the new Poison Heart album, Strong Ties, which came out at the beginning of the year on uh, Zodiac Killer Records, I believe. Uh, as I found out, the band are Polish and, according to the review, have an air of glucifer about them. And as you know, along with the helicopters, I really miss them. So, with that kind of endorsement, I went ahead and got strong ties. Now, when someone says, a band sounds like this band or that band, it normally means they sound nothing like the band in question, but wish they did. The squirrel has a saying, which is, tastes like the helicopters. Poison Heart don't sound like Lucifer per se, although the band have obviously been influenced by Scandinavian garage rock of the mid to late 90s. Here's Eternal Slave for your listening pleasure and consideration.
I have to say that the competition to win the Ramones We're Out Here double live vinyl album has been the worst I have ever run. And this was only the third. Uh, and as I feared, no one, no one got the correct answer to the very simple, well, I thought it was simple and very obvious question as to how many Ramones does it take to change a light bulb? Four was the popular answer, swiftly followed by seven. Thankfully, no one included Elvis Ramone. I'm going to let Dee Dee give the answer. Feel ashamed. Dee Dee gives you the answer at the end of Sheena as well. Of course, it was one, two, three, four. So, that album is still mine. A couple of weeks ago, I played you one of the B-side tracks to the Breakdown's new Charity Case EP, which is out on the 8th. So I was surprised, but thoroughly pleased, to see the band have even a newer single, all set for a future release. The track in question is called Your Hand In Mine, and sounds exactly like this.
another band that I'm salivating all over, waiting for more songs to appear, are the Drama Club Rejects, that feature, amongst others, former Jelly and Wildheart drummer Stiddy and Nick Parsons, who used to play his trade in whatever. I have already played their debut track, Hate Song, a while ago. But their debut album is due for release later this year, and to keep us on our toes, a second track has just found its way onto the interwebs. Club Rejects and Space Invaders from their as yet unnamed WLP. As well as Facebook and Twitter, the band have also got a Reverb Nation page, so go check them out. A couple of shows ago, I played you the new single by former and hopefully come next year, reinstated helicopter guitarist Strings, aka Stragon. The A-side, if you recall, uh, if not, zip over to episode 490, was called Rock in Dood, or in English, Rock and Roll Ain't Dead. Well, I'm going to play the B-side, which is, you know I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but here it goes anyway, Farson Sop Hill Sig, which I think translates into Father Drunk Himself to Death. (laughs) 
six degrees of separation segment but in the end two of the three songs which i had queued up to play which i'm looking at right now uh, i'm not feeling the love for therefore i'm only going to play the third and final song which is young francis and a track called trouble who be young francis i hear you cry well it's a solo band featuring former roulette kill cartel and gabba man jimmy lacy i loved the Roulette's Mark II that featured Simon Edwards on drums and had Jimmy moving from drums to vocals and indeed Kill Cartel that had him taking over bass duties. Two bands that should have been. Anyway, Jimmy moved over to Berlin for a while but he's now living in sunny Brighton. Uh, I hope you're coming to see Johnny Moped on the 29th, Jim. Uh, he describes Young Francis as lo-fi, lone wolf love songs. The band has two EPs out, Girl, which, uh, no, it's not, it's called Girls, which uh, completely flew under my radar when it came out in May of last year, and Trouble, which hit Bandcamp on the 1st of March, which, Jimmy, pointed in my general direction. So without further ado, here's Young Francis and the aforementioned Trouble. <laughs> Oh, 
It's funny. Uh, but even though I've known friend of the show and squirrel associate Arkwright since so uh, well, about nineteen seventy seven, our musical tastes really do differ. Obviously some things overlap and it was a real advantage when we were banding together, me the punk and him the hippie. He stayed over Thursday, Good Friday, so he finally got to hear all the Tunguska demos we recorded back in 92, 93. Fear not, I'm not going to hear anything from it. Although for a bit of fun, I am thinking band camp. Anyway, whilst we were coming back from the Half Moon in Putney Thursday evening, after seeing headline Maniac supporting class of 76, we were listening to The Treatment's new album, Generation Me. The band's third and first to feature new vocalist Michael... No, it's not, it's not Michael at all. Mitchell Ems and guitarist... Tao Gray. Uh, I had it down to uh, classic British rock, you know, hints of Sweet, Slade, and ACDC Boogie, the natural successor in my mind to Thunder. Arkwright didn't like it, aligning it to Little Angels, a band I also liked back in the day for all the above treatment reasons. He also, as I knew he would, loved the struts. Uh, a quick change of subject, I took up my damn, damn, damn Eddie in the hot rod sleeve so I could get Barry Masters and Steve Nicholl to sign it. The original members of the damned and Paul Gray already had, and strangely enough, Joe Ramon, as he was sitting at the same table, and it uh, well, seemed rude not to ask him. Unfortunately, I'll have to wait for Dave Higgs' signature. So anyway, I buttonholed Barry and Steve, who graciously indulged me. Uh, it wasn't until I got home and studied the sleeve that Steve hadn't clicked the pen. So all I have is his indentation instead. Oh, well, basically gives me another excuse to see Class of 76 again. Here's the treatment and the title track from Generation Me. <laughs>
into Tom focused with the phobics at the gig on Thursday and after being introduced to the guy he was with who unfortunately his name escapes me I enthused about remarkable records Johnny Thunder's So Alone double LP which earlier in that day had appeared in my porch to it Tom's friend asked me what my surname was after I said Smith he then told me my address at which point I almost freaked out in the presence of a mind reader. Yes, I know I should have known that the guy was Mr. Remarkable Records and knew my details as 24 hours beforehand he'd parceled up said record. As uh, Tom is a huge New York Doll and Johnny Thunders fan, I told him of a band that up until yesterday I knew nothing about called Thunderbitch, who accidentally and probably unintentionally sound like the aforementioned New York Dolls. All I had to go on was some MP3s. With a name like Thunderbitch, I assumed that they were an all-girl band and more than likely Scandinavian. After quickly researching them on the interwebs, I discovered there are Alabama Shakes Brittany Howard's side project. So at least I was slightly right. But to me, they still have that very early to mid-1970s New York attitude vibe going on. To prove my point, I'm going to play Very Best Friend from Thunderbitch's debut self-titled album.
with hints of the Rolling Stones as well, I think. Um, sticking with Tom for a moment, he posted a video on Facebook Thursday morning that I absolutely love. Now, I like to keep my political views out of the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, but you know, there's a time and place for everything. However, I'd just like to point out that both my mother and my sister were teachers, but left the profession with heavy hearts because they found it incredibly hard, if not impossible, to actually be able to teach the kids. It was just too much bureaucracy and red tape. And they both left teaching over 25 years ago. So I dread to think what it's like in 2016. The track I'm going to play you is by Gary Kane and the Enemies of Promise and is a take on the adverts Gary Gilmore's Eyes. This is Nikki Morgan's Eyes. And for those of you who don't know, she's the Secretary of State for Education. And what a state it is. Armitage and you've been listening to episode 492 of the Paranoid School Rock Show where hopefully I've played you a bunch of music that you should hear on the radio but don't. Drop me a line at armitage at theparanoidsquirrel.com Until next week take it easy. (laughs) 